Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Adley Edwards. Adley will be fighting for Bellator Saturday, April 22nd, 2023 in Honolulu, Hawaii. So really appreciate Adley joining me for the episode today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest and B2 Fighting Series uh, alumni. We have Adley Edwards is on the, the line with me. Adley, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Uh, great to see you again, dude. It's been uh, quite some time, but uh, hope all is well with you. Always going very well. I really appreciate um, you know you coming on. I think this is the second time I've got to chat with you, but of course, uh, back in November of 2020, I got to see you fight in person and, and got to know you a little bit. And it's funny how that works. If you're there and you see somebody get a big win, you kind of become, unless they're like a dickhead or something, I mean, there's probably exceptions, you become a fan and then they move on. And for you, it has, you've progressed and you're now with Bellator and it's pretty cool. I think you've got a nice fan base uh, here in Kentucky. I appreciate that, man. It was, uh, I think, my, definitely my first time uh, fighting in Kentucky and it was pretty cool. I think we we're in the middle of a pandemic at the time. Yep. Um, but uh, it, it was great to get in, to get in it and, uh, you know, I have some great fans. I know I fought a friend of yours, but it was yeah. cool seeing the energy in the uh, the arena. It, it was a fun experience. I'd, uh, I'd love to go back there and do it some, another time. I actually spoke with Lance prior to our episode today, and he said to make sure to let you know he's definitely cheering for you, and he's intrigued. Where are you on the card? I assume you're looking at it. There's some big names on that card in Hawaii. You're not the main event, are you? No, no, not the main event. Uh, they have the Bellator Grand Prix Tournament. Uh, finals um, that day, and then they got a couple other uh, big uh, big guys in that uh, and girls in the uh, 
on the card. I'm not exactly sure. They tend to kind of hash it out as they go. Gotcha. I assume I'll be later on the card because uh, my opponent is uh, local. So I'm sure they're going to want to showcase him. Now, this is Bellator 295, which is April 22nd, of course, of 2023. You are fighting Kai Kamaka the uh, third. So this is, of course, a Hawaiian guy. He's fought in the UFC. Now he's in, of course, Bellator. Um, but really, they're bringing... This is kind of like the situation I witnessed with you, in a way. Obviously, it's different. Hawaii's an island. But the B2 Fighting Series brought you into Kentucky to fight against Lance Lawrence, who's like a hometown hero in Kentucky. You ended up winning. Uh, big win for you, kind of moved you, moved your career along. But the same type of thing is happening right now. Uh, is my description accurate, Adley? You think they're bringing you in to be the guy to get the hometown hero a win, and they're just hopeful? Everybody there is kind of cheering against you. Is that accurate? Well, for Beltor's sake, I hope not. They're going to be disappointed. <laughs> I think the uh, if you look down my career, amateur and pro, I've been uh, brought in a lot of hometowns, and it's <laughs> panned out for me more often than not. So I think uh, I'm not really – I don't really see it that way. I think it makes sense for them to put him on the card. He's uh, local. I'm sure he's slung a lot of tickets. I'm sure he's got a fan base over there. I've heard he's a nice guy, so, uh, you know, good for him, uh, you know, being able to represent and compete and perform in front of his – friends and family, but, um, Hey man, I'm, I, I do this to win. I do this to compete and I do this to perform. And at the end of the day, it's just a location and an opponent, um, what relationship those things have between them is um, between them. I don't really care. I'm here to, to, to compete and win. And Hey man, the more people rooting against me, Hey, I got something to prove, I guess, but uh, it doesn't bother me now I'm here to get it. I, I love it. Adley, I'm looking at your tapology. It says here, I'm always intrigued with tapology, and I'm curious about how accurate it is. It says your career disclosed earnings are $50,000. You don't have to answer. If you don't want to, you can just say no comment. But, I mean, is that you think that's about right? 50000 career disclosed earnings? Uh, it's probably exactly right for my total career because that's about how much I made in my last fight alone. And I didn't make anything before that. <laughs> I think I fought your buddy Lance for $600. So uh, I think it might have been 600 flat even, if I remember correctly. So, hey, man, I've been doing this for pennies forever, going in the hole. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, my last fight, they had a uh, tricky situation with one of their uh, top prospects, people who follow MMA, I'm sure are familiar with Aaron Pico. Um, he had a fight fall through. He was a main part of that card in San Jose, which is his hometown. And I don't think – it sounds like not a lot of people are lining up for that fight. And um, they gave me a good opportunity. Obviously, financially, you can see that was hard for me to pass up. And they gave me a contract with it. So, um, I, to be honest, I don't really feel like that was me being brought in to lose. I think that was, <laughs> hey, man, you got a last-minute fight. This is uh, – they need something to fill it in, and they're going to make it financially uh, viable for me. So, there you have it. There's my entire career earnings for you just <laughs> on like a 13-day or whatever. Uh, no, less than that. Uh, heads up. So um, that was nice to get a paycheck. Nice to get a win, though, I will say. Uh, a little more satisfying uh, being able to perform and compete at your best. So well, there you have it. Now, uh, many people say these days that to fight at the beginning stages of being in the UFC – 
versus being the beginning stages of being in for fighting for Bellator, it may be more lucrative to fight for Bellator. Has that been your experience or do you know? Do they what about this upcoming fight? Is the pay pretty good for this? No, I mean they uh I mean it's not bad, but it's not great. I mean they uh that was like a one time thing with the uh taking that fight there and it was just show money because um I think they realized it was a tough situation to repair for somebody who'd been ready to fight, you know, and he was gearing up for a title fight. So um, tough situation there. And like I said, they made it financially viable for this fight. Listen, I got to say across the board, I can only speak for myself and for the numbers I've seen. Um, I'm sure everybody's financial situation is a little bit different. However, um, whether you're fighting for the first time in Bellator or in UFC, um, it, the pay is not enough to really – live off of but definitely not thrive off of you need to still work uh, especially if you have other financial responsibilities like children or family or or whatever else but it is better than being on the regional scene where it's negative money um you're getting paid so little that it doesn't even cover you getting to the place or getting your corners over there or taking the week off work or the day off work or whatever it may be so um, unfortunately you got to do this cause you love it, but it is uh tough financially. I think a lot of us dream and hope when we get into this, that we will be able to do it at a level where we can provide for our family and for the amount of work and sacrifice and risk you take, um, you kind of hope it would be more viable earlier, but, uh, here I am, man, years and years into this and it's only now becoming uh, substantial enough money to be supplemental income. So here we are. Now, that being said, a couple wins. Um, I'm hoping that my I can renegotiate a contract and get something that's more sustainable and then I can make this more and more full-time. I'm all in, but you still have to divide your time up between uh, paying the bills. So that's just I just think that's the way the world works, I suppose. It's certainly important. Uh, speaking of uh, financially, you know, financial contributions to your fight camp and things like that. Tell us about your sponsors. Sometimes I do this at the end of the episode, but if it's all right, I'm sure you've had some sponsors, some new sponsors, maybe some sponsors who've been with you for a while. I know those are very important to fighters such as yourself, but tell us about your sponsorship team. No, I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Because that is a big part of it. Because like we just said, man, the finances are tough and it takes a lot of sacrifice to be able to put in all those hours at the gym. I think first and foremost, I mean, a big part of what's got me here is the, the community. I got great training partners, gyms, coaches, all willing to sacrifice their time and their efforts to um, to help me out. And I, I know sometimes it goes both ways, but uh, either way, it's it's not doable without these people. Uh, and the same goes for friends and family who are able to support, help out. You know, sometimes that's easy. It's just like helping out with the kids or, you know, uh, it's giving support in one way or another here and there. But But that stuff does make a big, massive difference. And then as far as sponsors go, I, I've been really lucky that um, I've been able to meet and connect with a lot of great people. Um, I think I think I always got to start first and foremost with Dr. Graham Clements. He has, uh, he's a local doctor in the area, and he has done a ton for me with recovery and rehab. A lifetime of combat sports is brutal on the body, and um, he's been able to keep me in one piece, and I really owe a lot to him. He's someone who takes his time and really makes sure I'm uh, recovering well. If you're in the Raleigh area, go see this man. He will um, really do his best to make sure uh, 
he's getting where you want to go. So Dr. Clements, thank you so much. Um, with Graham, uh, uh, chiropractic partners, he's, he's awesome. I got James Vose, great dude, future mayor, I think of Pittsburgh, <laughs> but, uh, he runs, uh, um, Vose stone. Uh, but he is a great dude. I've known him forever. I actually uh, started training his son and, uh, wrestling way back when, and, uh, he's just a great guy. So, uh, uh, big thank you to him. I've actually got a, uh, a couple new sponsors. Um, so there is an old friend of mine that I wrestled with. And I haven't seen this guy in like 15 years named Estevan. And, uh, we were on a high school wrestling team together and he hit me up when he saw this fight and he got me in contact with a friend of his name, Micah, who has a clothing company called murdered streetwear. And, um, they're sponsoring me for this fight. And, uh, despite the aggressive branding, uh, they kind of have a cool message. The idea is like, uh, you have to murder your old self to give, uh, room for the rebirth of a new self, which I can kind of get behind that message, you know, about, um, you know, just breaking down yourself and, and trying to replace, uh, bad habits and, and, uh, to give room for growth. So I think that's really cool. And, uh, he's actually coming down. My buddy Esteban is actually a photographer. So he'll be coming down uh, next weekend and, uh, helping me out and they're going to give me some, um, a good opportunity to, to showcase and, and, uh, honor their brand. Um, I've got a, a new guy who's, uh, in just for this camp, uh, this is my first camp with him, but his name is Dylan with Inferno Performance and Rehab, which is actually a company that hasn't even started yet. But he has given me a really good uh, opportunity to shelf strength and conditioning as something that I've been responsible for solely and put it in his professional hands, which is nice because despite all my knowledge and help there, it's nice to have another person who's an expert um, take these things and uh, take the responsibility, take the, uh, guest workout and really just dial it in for me. And, and he has been awesome. He's been a great resource and he's actually about to start an online, uh, training program soon. I actually ran into him when I was up training in Columbus, uh, uh, during this camp. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity. He's a really good dude. And, um, I'm expecting great, uh, results and great things for his company in the future. So keep your eye out for them. I'll be posting stuff about him in the future, especially as his uh, uh, company unfolds here. Then I've got, sorry, I got a bunch of, I got a. Uh, that's okay. Keep, that's that's here, what the episode is for, really. I know, I get it. You're not, this isn't always glamorous. I mean, uh, for you to do everything like we talked about, it, prior to your last fight, you really didn't make any money. Even then, 50000 what, half of that's probably taxes or close to it. So, I mean. And manager fees and, and corners and flights and medicals and, yeah, that stuff. It adds up. Yeah, yeah. If you see what I actually took home, it's not any close to that. Yeah, so, so by all means, continue with the shout-outs for your sponsors because it is important. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate that because it, it, you're exactly right. Uh, next up, I'd like to talk to my butt, about my buddy, John Cordes. I actually used to work for him at a boxing gym like a decade ago, and now he uh, runs a chain of restaurants, Shorties. They do pizza uh, in the Columbus area, and I believe they're looking to franchise nas uh, nationally hopefully soon. They've got quite a few locations open up. So John Cordes, thank you. Shorties, go check them out. Get that pizza. Unfortunately, every time I'm back in town, I'm training, so I can't go check out the pizza. But if the pictures do it half the justice, it looks damn delicious. So uh, I appreciate you, man. Then I've got a couple other people who um, came out to help me out. Kid Professor, uh, this guy Johnny, who I ran into, and you know, just had an open mat. I drilled with this guy and rolled with him, and he started a jiu-jitsu company called kid professor where they take um uh they basically create an online platform to help kids learn 
uh, jujitsu, which is really cool. I think that's great, especially this time and era to, to give that resource. My kids do jujitsu, and I think it's so nice to have extra resources for them to be able to develop and um, you know improve and, and fall in love with the sport. So kudos to him. Um, I've got another guy, Mike Judah. This is his first camp with us from Athens Moving Experts. They're based in Raleigh and uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, he's come on board, so thank you to him. And then, of course, Toro BJJ. Uh, they're a gi and combat gear provider locally, and they do a lot for the community as well. So uh, thank you, uh, Boomer, from there. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a, a roster of guys here behind me and a great team, so I'm, I'm very grateful for everybody. And this would not be possible to level it is without guys like them. Now, Adley, I've got a couple other topics I wanted to touch on with you. And and I didn't cut you off with anything, did I? Any other sponsors? No, we're, we're great. We're going. We'll keep on rolling. Thank you. Gotcha. Um, I know every MMA fighter, especially someone who gets to, you know, your caliber to the level where you're at, they, they have mostly a foundation. And for you, my understanding is that's mostly wrestling, correct? Yeah. Well, actually, I got into jiu-jitsu before I ever wrestled, surprisingly. I had a, a jiu-jitsu coach talk me in and join my high school wrestling team. Wow. So I sort of... Yeah, I started wrestling halfway through high school, ended up being okay, pretty good at it, I think. Um, but uh, I wrestled to college, was an all American, so uh, it could have gone worse for me. I feel like I, I can definitely wrestle, that's for sure. Um, now you were an all American. Uh, yeah, Tell me, wh- where did you wrestle at? A- yeah, what 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 was your rec- your wrestling accolades? Where did you wrestle at? You said you're an all American. What was your greatest accomplishment in college wrestling? Uh, obviously, yeah, the all American, all American status. Um, my I think redshirt sophomore year, I was in a all-American for Ashland University. We co- we were lucky to coach on our Tim Durlin, who was great wrestler, really good guy. Um, uh, just uh, um, uh, a fantastic coach. We had a great team. We had a good roster. I think we had a, uh, a beautiful program that I happened to be a part of. And it really helped me, especially as, even though I was wrestling in college, I was pretty young. I'd only been like wrestling for two, three years um, when I, uh, started wrestling in college, so it really helped me develop my skills, teach me what it's like to to compete in a high level program. And then, honestly, right after I was done wrestling, I transitioned directly to MMA. I think I took my first fight like three months after nationals, so I stopped right into it. Okay, and I think we covered this in the previous episode we did. But at what age did you start jujitsu? Since that was that came first. Yeah, yeah, I was actually in high school, so I got a late start into. Uh, to combat sports and even sports in general. I didn't really do anything before that. I had taekwondo when I was a kid, but you know, breaking boards, kicking stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't competing. So it was, it took me a long time to, um, figure out what it meant to compete as an athlete, um, train as an athlete, what that looks like. Um, I think getting into wrestling gave me some really good habits and some really bad habits early. You know, I think it's all about grinding, working hard and, and putting yourself through the thing. And I, I fully embraced that part of it, which was rough. Didn't give me a lot of mental toughness, but it was also tough on the body. So again, that's why I'm glad I have a great team of people to take care of me and retroactively go back and recover from some of these, uh, <laughs> injuries from sustained long ago. But I think, uh, now the game has been, um, uh, I'm sorry. What was, what was the beginning of that question there again? I just wait, wait. Oh no, I was just asking at, at what age did you start? And really, who did you start jiu-jitsu with? Yeah, so I actually started with a Gracie jiu-jitsu affiliate, Helson Gracie, in Westerville, Ohio. It was like 30 minutes from my uh, my home, and my parents used to drive me over there uh, before I could even drive and and uh, take me to those practice. Of course, 
back then, jiu-jitsu wasn't that big, so it's mostly uh, grown men just whooping, me, <laughs> whooping on me. I was a little kid, <laughs> 115 pounds, baby. Uh, <laughs> so it was a rough start, but uh, I liked it, and I, I, uh, I, I definitely fell in love with it. And, and from the get-go, I knew going into jiu-jitsu, you know, that was when the UFC was getting big. You know, I was watching that in pride, and I was like, man, this is, this is what I want to do. Very cool. Okay, so uh, next thing is for this card, which once again is Saturday, April 22nd. I'm looking at the Honolulu time zone. So right now we're recording 11.51 a.m. Eastern time. Right now it is 5.50 a.m. in Honolulu. So I think that means they're, what, six hours behind us? So how can anyone listening, if they want to cheer you on, they want to watch, how can they watch? And do you, do you know what time it would be here? Can you, do you yeah, know what the, uh, how that works? Shoot, I just wrote this down and I think I left it downstairs. Oh, that's all right. But um, I believe the fight card's at 7 p.m. Okay. Local time for, for us on the Eastern Eastern Standard Time. So, uh, and uh, I believe it's on Showtime. Um, don't quote me on that. Okay. I'll have, uh, have to check it out. Sometimes I know they do some cards on YouTube and on different platforms. But last I checked, it was on there. Um, so, so it, Thankfully, uh, they're, uh, they're adjusting the time uh, accordingly for the rest of the United States. I think it should be easy to watch and tune in. I'll definitely be posting some stuff as we get closer on my Instagram for the specifics. But, uh, yeah, I think if you tune in around 7 o'clock, you should be gold. So your uh, opponent, Kai... Uh, what can you tell us about your strategy headed into this fight? Do you have a specific game plan, or do you not want to show your hand? What can you tell us about that? Um, hey, man, I, I've been training hard. I've been working on a lot of things. I think uh, being in Bellator is giving me the opportunity to go a little bit more uh, full throttle with my training and my approach and take care of things. I think when I was on the regional circuit, like we said, we had to work. We had to do all these things. There's a lot of things that just weren't viable for me to address. Uh, like my conditioning, you know, I can't always get those extra work and you, you can't always travel for training and now I can do those things. And I really had the opportunity. I think the regional scene a lot is how good can you get at some fun things? Like just, you push your strengths a little bit and, uh, you just try to, you know, see how far you can make it with those. Now, when you're on these, the world scene, you know, your weaknesses are exposed. You got to really be uh, the full package or somebody's going to take advantage. So it's been nice sitting in here and, uh, uh, rebuilding myself, fixing some things, doubling down on my strengths, but also addressing weaknesses. And I think what you're going to see is a, uh, a more complete version of myself. And I think, thankfully, I, uh, Kai Kamaka is a pretty, I don't want to say average. I mean, the guy's got skills. He's, he's a good fighter. He's been around in these world platforms, but, um, He's pretty, uh, across the board, a well-rounded guy. He can wrestle. He can strike. Um, I think it'll be fun to showcase my full range of skills in this fight. So I think uh, I'm sure we'll be grappling. He looks like he likes to grapple in the fights. He likes to strike in the fight. So I think we'll see a little bit of everything. As far as it pans out, hey, man, tune in and watch, baby. I, I promise you one thing. It's going to be a fun fight, and uh, I'm going to perform real well. Coming off your last fight, which was about a year ago, of course, uh, the biggest payday of your career against Aaron Pico, who most people listening, you know, they're familiar with who Aaron Pico is. Um, being it's been almost a, a, a year since that fight, what is your main takeaway uh, uh, from that 
which is arguably, or not arguably, it's definitely was your biggest stage. But what, what is your main takeaway from that fight against Aaron Pico? Um, well, it kind of showed me what I need to, I guess, make happen if I want to uh, be able to win a world title. I need to be able to beat guys like that. Um, that fight wasn't, um, I mean, it, it wasn't a fight that went my way. I know you can always say, like, you know, I, wasn't, I didn't have a camp to prepare, blah, blah, blah. But, but either way, um, I think it showed that there's some things at this level that need to be addressed that I wasn't bothering to address because the regional scene, I could just smoke the guys regardless. They wouldn't even find those weaknesses. So it let me fix a lot of things uh, with my footwork, with my conditioning, with my, you know, I, I never worked my wrestling really ever at all because um, if I never wrestled again a day in my life, I could beat most of the guys in the regional scene in my wrestling. Then uh, I've got guys, a guy who is, you know, close to making the world team for wrestling. It's like, okay, um, should have been practicing my wrestling. So it just get me back to, to focusing on, you know, full in training, being all in, being, uh, not leaving stones unturned, you know, taking care of every aspect because, um, if you don't, you got a weak link that, that could cost you. I know that's not a real sexy answer. No, I no, I get it. Like this I, it. or that, but to be honest, look, I, I know these things, uh, these interviews are my chance to, uh, say something like, uh, you know, exciting or blah, blah. But if fighting is exciting, there's a lot going on in it. Um, you know, there's, there's knockouts, there's submissions. And I think people are really, um, drawn to that aspect of it, the bravado of it, you know, getting in there that like one-on-one aggressive competition, but, and that is a big part of it. But I think at the end of the day, what separates people is just the discipline, the consistency and getting in there and, and taking care of what's uncomfortable for them working on those weaknesses and you know, it's honestly more often than not. I think the thing that separates people um, from being good to being great is doing those boring, ugly things that people don't want to do because it's not as cool or fun, but you got to be in shape. You got to be tough. You got to be doing the reps right every time. And I think that's what it comes down to. Okay. So the, the fight is about a month out. Um, Mind telling me, like, how close to the fight will you be doing any hard sparring, or can you say anything about anything like that? How does that work? I'm just curious. Being nosy about your fight camp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we kind of play by ear a little bit, but I think um, at, the closer we get, I think uh, in the last couple of weeks, we're definitely uh, being cautious with uh, how we're um, how we're sparring. You know, just making sure we eliminate risk because uh, your whole fight camp's for nothing if you get hurt in last week. And uh, you get sliced up or bust your eyebrow up or who knows what, break your hand. So I think uh, as we get closer, we'll kind of be cautious with some of the risks we're taking more and more. Um, but uh, but we'll be getting it, doing timing rounds and stuff, uh, almost, almost like a week or two out. Well, great stuff. Adley Edwards, I really appreciate your time. Before we wrap up the episode, I know you're busy. You said you got to head to... Uh for, to training today at noon, so I appreciate your time. Before we wrap up the episode, do you have any closing, anything you'd like to mention before we, we tie up the episode? You know what, man? I think the big thing is uh, I'm, I'm really uh, excited for this chance to prove myself. I think in this sport, you're really just known uh, for what the last thing you did was. And right now, it wasn't a glamorous moment for me. So I'm excited to go out there and, and show what I'm capable of. Um, I'm really grateful for all the support that everybody's given me. 
So uh, I'm just uh, going to get it, you know? <laughs> we're going to go out there. We're going to fight. We're going to dominate um, and execute the plan. And I think uh, people will be uh, – some people are going to be surprised maybe, but I think a lot of people who have been believing me in this whole time, supporting me and, and been part of this journey um, are going to feel – uh, kind of like how I will, which is validated uh, by this moment. So I cannot wait. Great stuff. Well, just so you know, Adley, of course, you will have this region. So like the B2 fighting series, Ohio, Kentucky, you know, Indiana, this part of the country, including myself and Lance, like I said, we're all cheering for you. Um, so thank you very much for coming on, Adley, and, and good luck on April uh, 22nd. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we'll have another episode out soon. Hey.